Hello and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you are tuning in, and hope that you would be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. If you don't know who I am, I am Brandon Hill, the senior pastor here at Transformation Christian Fellowship. And it's so good to be in here. Those of you watching online, I see y'all in there. To To the crew that's online, I see you. God bless you. It's so good to be with you this morning. Well, I'm excited about our new series called Relationship Playbook. Make some noise. Amen. The month of February, I'm excited to get real with y'all in this month. Amen. So we're excited. A couple of things to give you announcements before we go into the word this morning. Um, We're going to... uh, February 7th, this Tuesday is Singles Night. Be online because it's going to be real funny. We're going to have some real of the real conversation that is going to be great. All right. And um, this whole month, if you're ready for the raw and uncut, you may want to be in here because that's what it's going to be. All right. All right. Let's go. Go to 1 John 4 8. Where are we at? 1 John chapter 4, verse 8. There we go. First John chapter four, verse eight. I felt like switching it up for this month. I'm going to sit here and have a little conversation with you. <laughs> First John chapter four, verse eight. One verse for your reading today. But anyone who does not love does not know God for God is love. Let's read it all together. Let me hear you. But anyone? Amen. So we start a new series entitled Relationship Playbook. Uh, In this series, God is, we're going to discover how God has given us a playbook as believers uh, to have healthy, successful relationships that will honor him. And so why are we talking about relationships right now? Why are we like getting together and talking about it? You know, sometimes the Lord give me to talk about relationships every two years or four. But I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like talking about it a lot because I feel like it's so saturated. However, I must, as the senior pastor of the church, I must address it so that you can hear my voice on it. Hear the real of the real, the raw of the raw. All right. So that's what we're going to do. Amen. And so I want to help us navigate how we're doing relationships because it got to be better. I, I, I see that the divorce rates among Christian families, uh, this is not it. We're, we're doing something, something's going wrong here. Um, I see how we're doing relationships with one another. No one loves how to communicate anymore. You know what I'm saying? Everyone wants to be passive through text messaging or subliminal tweets or subliminal posts on IG or TikTok. You know what I'm saying? That's what people are doing. And it's like we've lost our way of how to communicate. That's not how you do things. You know what I mean? We have all of these subliminals and we have, if you're going to hate on me, just keep watching. We know who you're talking about. <laughs> we got to address those things. Cancel culture all around. We got to address these things. Come on, somebody. We got to address it. And that's not how we go about doing things. I gave you the word of the Lord for this year. It's called distinction. 
how we go, how believers navigate in our relationships should be distinguished. And it should be distinguished to the point where the people who are not of God are looking to say, what can we do to obtain that successful relationship? And it's found through Christ. Amen. So let me, so we're here in this verse, 1 John chapter 4, verse 8. And I want to kind of talk about the origin of relationships. It had a beginning and I want to show you. And it didn't start in the garden. I'm going to show you. So we hear, we have this, this verse said, God is love. Everyone has heard that God is love. Amen. Everyone wants to talk about how God is so loving and he is. That's a part of his nature. And then sometimes what we do is we talk about how God is so loving. We forget all the other attributes of God. Like he's not just, like he's not merciful, like he's not a righteous judge. We forget all of that stuff. And see, we have to understand that while love is an essential part of his character, it colors every aspect of all the rest of his nature. It, co- it colors everything else. It does not eliminate his holiness. It does not eliminate his righteousness or perfect justice. Instead, we know the holiness of God is loving. The righteousness of God is also loving. All right? Uh, uh, and, and the justice of God is loving. Everything God does in one way or another expresses his love. All right? But I want to deal with something to you today that's going to lay the foundation as we're going to talk about other relationships that we have and that we navigate in. Because you have to understand that God being love, he can, it's not that, you have to understand when we say that God is love, that God is himself love. They are saying that real love itself has its origin and its essence, its, its, its essence in God, excuse me. And this cannot be true unless God is a trinity. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brandon Hill, the senior pastor here at Transformation Christian Fellowship. And listen, I am so excited to announce a new message series coming in the month of February entitled Relationship Playbook. Yes, our relationships are meant to be distinguished as believers, uh, platonic, intimate, and also business. And we're going to talk about it all month long in February. Also, we got some awesome things where we're going to have singles night for the singles to talk on Tuesday nights. And then we're going to have a couples night my wife and i will be on couples night listen you do not want to miss what we're coming at uh, what we're bringing to you in the month of february listen i want you to be in person if you can and those of you who are online watch online participate see you in the chat and also on them tuesday nights we about to have some real conversation about doing relationships god has given us a playbook for it as believers We just need to walk it out and see how it will bring glory to God when we do everything God's way. Listen, I can't wait to see you. And remember, transformation starts here. I'm going to give you some doctrine, and this is important. We believe in the the Trinity, meaning God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit, meaning that they they are co-eternal, co-existent, and that they are three distinct beings. Now, we are not someone that worships all, like, we're not polyistic. Romano, we worship one God, all right? Hero Israel, our Lord, our God, is one Lord. He's one. That means they are one, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That they serve, they are God, but their functions, their roles are different. 
And in order for God to be loved, ladies and gentlemen, he had to exist in community prior to creating all of this. How else would we know that God would be loving if we have nothing to base it on? You have to understand that in the Trinity, we see the beginnings of how relationship works. How a pure relationship among these three distinct beings work. That they're one. This is the mystery of the Trinity, ladies and gentlemen. This is why it goes sometimes, it can, be, it can go over our heads to understand how can these three be God and yet they see themselves as one. Are you getting what I'm saying? What I'm telling you is, is that for God to be love, he can't learn how to love by creating. He had to already know. And then he had to already know and express love in order for us to know how we ought to love him. Are you getting what I'm saying? All right, let me make it very clear. Jared Wilson comments on his book, Unparalleled, how Christianity's uniqueness makes it compelling. It says, love is not God, but love is God. But God is love, excuse me. So what does it mean for God to be love? Is he, says, he says this, think about it. A solitary God cannot be love. He may learn to love. He may yearn for love, but he cannot in himself be love because love requires an object. Real love requires relationship. In the doctrine of the Trinity, we finally see how love is part of the fabric of creation. It is essential to the eternal need-nothing creator. I need you to understand this. God, has he's the self-existing one. He does not need anything to sustain him. He already has it all within himself. Are you getting what I'm saying? He says this, from eternity's past, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit have been in community, in relationship. They have loved each other. That loving relationship is bound up in the very nature of God himself. If God were not a trinity but merely a solitary divinity, he could neither be love nor be God. What Jerry Wilson is pretty much saying is, is that how could he be the self-existing one, but he needs love. He had to already, there had to be something already there that exists. So what I'm going to share you is, and that I'm trying to give you in this teaching, what does it have to do with relationship playbook? Well, you got to understand the origin. This is not a new thing called relationships. It's something that the creator made for us to enjoy because he has enjoyed it. Do you not understand that heaven is what the earth is patterned after, uh, 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 off of? The earth is the, the, the earth is following, it has been created, and his original intent for the earth was it that it would mirror heaven. And it would mirror the unity that God has in the Trinity. You get what I'm saying? That's how Adam walked with God in the cool of the day and that God created and saw that it wasn't good for man to be alone. So he created, watch this, Eve out of the man. While we are two, we exist, we are, we're we're equal, but we're different. You can see the Trinity at display. We are the same, but different. We're different in our function. When God sees us, he sees us as one, one people. 
Are you get what I'm saying? Do you not understand that this relationship thing, relationships cannot be determined by man because man didn't create it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And because man did not create it, you cannot tell the creator how it should be. Because God has originated, is an origin of relationships. He's the master playbook of the whole thing. Why? Because he created it. And he can do that because God is what? Love. He hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't, and in the way that we want, in the way that God, he wanted to invite mankind in this triune relationship that he already has with the Son and the Holy Spirit. He invites everyone to come into knowing this unconditional love, this agape love that are no strings attached. He wants us all to come into this fellowship and this knowing of who he is and to experience this, this community. And that's why God created community for man. <laughs> so it could mirror heaven. Let me tell you something. The earth ain't nothing new under the sun. Why? Because God did it. He put everything in the earth that was supposed to be there. He already didn't did. So it ain't no, 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 nobody can come up with no. The origin starts in eternity. It starts there. You want to understand how the relationship should be? Look at the Trinity. Look at how all three of them are. Where is the idea of submission? And a lot of people, we're going to talk about that. But a lot of people are making, oh, I can't submit to a man or a man need to submit to me and all that. I got problems with the submission thing. Well, if you got a problem, then you got a problem with how it looks in the Trinity. Look at it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm getting ahead of myself. I knew I just, y'all are setting me up. Listen, <sighs> look at the Trinity. Look at how they can, how this in, endless love between the two, while they are what they are, they are God, but they are yet submitted to one another. The Holy Spirit bears witness to the Son, the Son bears witness to the Father. They're all in unity with one another. That's how love should be. My goodness. They're not trying to compete with one another. It's a security that's there. All right, let's get into let's get into these points. All right, I'm getting ahead of myself. But you see that it starts, there is an origin. Say there's an origin. And it starts with an eternity. Listen, so what does the Trinity Trinity teach us about relationships? Here we go. Number one, the Trinity teaches us that humans are made for community. The Bible says that we were made in the image of God. If we are made in the image of God, then God does not exist without community. God didn't need to create the earth. He don't have no reason to. It wasn't that God got bored and he wanted to create the universe and all of this stuff. God had coexisting community with the Son and the Holy Spirit since day one. He didn't need to create this. But why did he create it? He created it so that it would so that so that this unity could be expressed. <laughs> That's the point of creation. So that creation could see the beauty of its creator. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? So creation could see the beauty of its creator. And here's the thing. It teaches us that we were made for community. So all of us who are introverts, even introverts, need community. And everyone said amen. How many of y'all are introverts in this room? Don't be ashamed because I know you by name. <laughs> it's all good. I'm, I'm, I go between the both. I'm only extrovert because of what I do. But when I'm home, I'm home. Pastor Brandon is chilling. Don't bother me at all. I'm home. But I was made for community. Community is more, God did not create a female only for the sake of, or, uh, uh, or, or, or create male and female for the sake of just intimate relationships. That's also, I want to make it very clear. It's not solely for the re, uh, 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 for procreation. And we'll get into that later. But it is also, ladies and gentlemen, that we would have someone who is a, uh, a confidant. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why it's important to, have, to know who you are having friendships with. Because we were made for community. I'm talking about healthy community, not none of that toxic stuff. You hear what I'm saying? None of that toxic, that, that toxic mess. No, we were made for community. And guess what? You can pick and choose your community. I want you to see something. The reason why, why did God have Adam name the animals first before he created Eve? Why, why do you think? You know, think about it for a second. Why do you think he had them name the animals first? So that he could know what is his community. They were not, you're not. It was made so he could be able to perceive what it is. Are you get what I'm saying? So when he sees Eve, he says, mm, I'm going to call you woman. Flesh of my flesh. <laughs> bone of my bone. You hear that woman? Huh? Because we were made for community. Amen. Oh, no, no, ain't no baby number two not right now I'm still working off of four hours of sleep that's why I got that stuff in that coffee right there Woo! Pastor Brandon is I don't know how I'm, I'm up here teaching right now really I, I don't know well we were made for community so he could identify okay this looks like me this looks like my kind are you get what I'm saying so he could identify. A lot of times we get ourselves in community. While we're made for community, we get ourselves messed up in the wrong community because you're not perceiving correctly. You're not discerning correctly. Yes, you're made for community, but it matters in whose community you put yourself in. The Bible says that bad behavior, uh, 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 bad beha a bad company, excuse me, corrupts good behavior. A lot of corruption enters in certain people's circles because you're letting a bad one get in the bunch. We were made for community. So we were not made to live in isolation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You were not made to be isolated. You know, it's good to have your alone time, but it, it's, the, God said he saw that it's not good for man to be alone. It's not. Why? Because you go crazy. That's why he created a helpmate for Adam. Are you get what I'm saying? 
You were made for community. Let me give you Bible to back this up. Here we go. Uh, uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. Everyone, let's read. Then God said, Let's go to verse 27. Everyone, let's read together. So God created human beings. In his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Y'all sound so good. So here we go. Because God lives in community, he created us to need community. I know you want to say, I don't need nobody. I'm an independent man. I'm an independent single lady. All that, whatever you want to say. You need people. God created us to need one another. He doesn't need anyone. You do. And he wants to show you, you need, there's a dependency that us as humans need. You get what I'm saying? God has existed in community with uh, with the Godhead for eternity. And since uh, we made, since we were made in his image, it should not be a surprise that humans are made to need community. Let's go to John chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. Again, I just want to lay a foundation. I'm going to get into all the necessary stuff you want to hear, but it starts here. In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God. Who was the word? It's talking about Jesus. And the word was God, verse 2. And it begins to say he existed in the beginning with God. Again, this is, again, the word Trinity for all of you. The word Trinity is not in the Bible, but the concept of the triune uh, God is in Scripture all over the place. All right? I'm not going to get into a whole debate with you. It's there. You know, I'm not going to argue with you. He existed in the beginning with God. So he existed there. Jesus was not created. He already was. He existed in community and fellowship. Then here we go. Watch this. The Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave. The, 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 triune, the Trinity said that we will give up one of our own to come. So that you can experience what we experience. Real love. None of this junk that the world wants to tell you it is. Here we go. Number two, what does the Trinity teach us? The Trinity teaches us that roles and relationships are good. Look at somebody say, know your role. It's a good thing. Knowing your role is not just in a marriage. It's also in friendships. You get what I'm saying? It's saying know your role. That's what it teaches us. Let's go to Philippians 2 verse 6 and 7. It's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's not, and, and, and let me tell you something. It's not in the role of the traditional sense. I, you know, the, the, you know, the woman just going to do everything and the man does this. This is not what it is. It's, it's understanding what roles that you guys set in your own relationship. Amen. If you can't cook, why are you cooking? It don't make sense. Come on in here. Huh? If you can't cook, don't do that. I don't even try. Both of us can't be sick. Let's order out. Huh? I don't know what we're doing here. Fortunately, she can cook. I said, oh, we'll go. Oh, bless be the name of the Lord. 
But is she always doing it? No. I help out too. You got to know your roles. She does a little bit more than me, amen. But I try. So here we go. First, let's read it together. Philippians 2, verse 6. It says, though he was God. Verse 7. So again, he did not have to do any of that, but he knew his role as a son and he knew his role. Jesus knew his role as a son and knew what he was trying to accomplish. He knew the will of his father. He said, it is my food to do the will of the father. He knew what his father wanted. And in order for us to really be, uh, in order for us to really come into that relationship with Jesus, he gave up his divine privileges. He didn't lose his deity. Hear me. In order for him to die on the cross, he needed to be God. And he is God. And the proof that Jesus is God is through the resurrection. He didn't give up his deity. He was fully God and fully man. In order for him to die, he had to come as a human being, a law that he put on the earth. He came through Mary. All right? So he had to be, he's fully God and fully man. And he didn't present himself like he was the king of kings and lord of lords. He came very meager and humble so that you and I can be able to identify with him, relate with him. He's a God that's relatable. But here's the role, a role of a son. He knew his role, and he did his role. He humbled himself. Here's the problem with most relationships. There's a lack of humility. You want to know why relationships fail? <coughs> Pass me that, t uh, that, that, that tea, Don. My sinuses have been playing with me. So thank you. You know why most relationships fail? Lack of humility. People are too egocentric, too prideful. Especially in this new age, everything's about me and what I'm going to get. Everything's about my happiness. If it ain't about my happiness. <coughs> Everybody about this. You are your happiness and all of this stuff. When you're in a relationship, let's go intimate for a second. If you're in an intimate relationship, it is not about your happiness alone. About everything about you. No, it's not. It's about two becoming one and working together for each other's happiness. As a common goal. <laughs> That's the problem. I'm getting out of here because I'm not happy. I'm this. I'm not telling you to be in a relationship. No, no, no let me backtrack. Well, if you knew that from the very gentleman, you should have been in anyway. <laughs> I'm just saying, some. Anyway. Lack of humility. Some people are, you're not humble enough. That's why you ain't ready to submit to nobody because you ain't humble. It's about you. You got to strip yourself of you. Well, why do I don't got so many friends? Check yourself in the mirror. Where's the humility? You get what I'm saying? Why you don't like, well, people don't like being around me. Because do you make it about you? 
Everybody knows people that make it about themselves that we have friends with. Don't say their names. You know them in your head. You know them. You know them by name. They're, they're in your favorites in your contact list. Like, you keep them around because they're still a good person, but you don't like the fact that they're very selfish. I'm telling you, there's certain things you got to crucify if you're going to be friends, even in, a, even in a platonic relationship. You know what I'm saying? If I know my roles with somebody, I uh, know I'm not going to you for that. They're going to make turn my situation into theirs. So I definitely ain't talking to you. Let me go over and talk to somebody else. You know what I'm saying? There's a lack of humility there because people don't know their role. Even there's roles that exist. They're, they function in different things, but they're still one. That's what the Trinity teaches us, that we got to know our roles in our relationships with one another. And there has to be humility there. Because if there's no humility there, then guess what? There's going to be friction. Friction. Toxic stuff. Subliminals. Shade throwing. Why? Because you ain't humble. Yeah, that's a nice outfit. You look nice. Well, you know, I just da 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 da. Can't even take a compliment. Can't even say thank you. Goodness gracious. I know some of you are calculating some of them right now in your mind. Making you think about life. Slowly different. <laughs> Listen, since men and women are made in the image of God, they are too are they too are of equal importance and are fully image bearers. But they are to function, they are to function in different roles within their relationship towards one another. Men and women are equal. We're fully image bearers. That means that we're image bearers of God, meaning that all of us are human. You get what I'm saying? We should be treated as such. It's human beings, right? But you have different roles within the relationship towards one another. The son had a different role in his relationship. His role was to bear witness of the father, to reveal the father. The Holy Spirit's really a role in the, in, the, in the whole thing is to reveal the Son. Everything the Son did, that the Holy Spirit will reveal it to mankind. That's why no one comes unto the Son or comes unto the Father unless the Holy Spirit draws them. Why? Because the Holy Spirit got to illuminate you. That's his role. And so the problem is with people is, is that they, wanna, they don't know their role and they want to be everywhere. You got to understand what your role is and what you do in the relationship. And you have to accept the role that people like to put you in. Some of you trying to force yourself on people too much. <coughs> if you got to force, you don't need to do it. Just stay your role and keep it moving. You get what I'm saying? I'm not going to keep on going. If that's how you want me to be in a relationship, that's what I'm going to do. Keep it moving. Let's go to point three. <coughs> The Trinity teaches us that unity and love go together. I want to make that clear. We can be unified and not know love. No, 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 no. That's not what the Trinity teaches us. Trinity teaches us that they, they, they that unity and love go hand in hand. It goes hand in hand. It, 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 you can see the love for one another. You could see, you could, you could, you could understand this this agape that is unconditional between the Trinity and that God wants us to have as a church. You get what I'm saying? 
This is also seen in the, in the formation of the church. That how will they know that you are my disciples, but by the love that you have for one another? Now, unity does not mean uniformity, meaning that we don't always have to agree on everything. Hey everyone, my name is Brandon Hill and I'm the senior pastor here at Transformation Christian Fellowship. And listen, I come to you with an urgent matter. And so with God allowing us to connect to more people and more people are coming, it is at this moment that I come to you to ask for help to our community uh, to be able to purchase more chairs. The chairs will cost $2,100 and I'm believing that in the next week or two we will be able to raise that enough money so that we can purchase these chairs to get them here ASAP uh, as our community continues to grow. And listen, we appreciate it right now. Those of you who are who will make a sacrifice or give towards us being able to purchase these chairs in order for more people to connect to the transforming power and love of Jesus Christ. So God bless you as you give today. Consider partnering with us. And remember, transformation starts here. Here's the problem again in most relationships. You so busy trying to get people to see your way that even if there is another way of seeing things, it's your way or the highway. It don't work. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. That we don't have to be always in agreement on everything, but we can still have some unity with one another. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't want you to run with this in the sense of, I, I got to be careful because some of you like, you, you know, you, you let, let me tell you something. There's some people that you got as potentials that are on your list. And there's some potentials that are there, potential suitors that some of you may be talking or, you know, trying to get to know. You know, I'm talking about you can't, you, the Bible says, how can two walk together unless they agree? That means that we better be agreeing on some of the main things for this to work. What are the main things? Number one, the core things that must work is this. Do you know who God is? Oh, I know who God is. No, what do you know about God? Who do you believe about God? Anybody can believe God. Who cares if you, who do you know? Is it Jesus or Allah? Who you got? Is it the universe or are you or are you going to do tarot cards? What you doing? Come on, let's talk for a second. What you think about children? Do you want any? Huh? What about your money? Is it acting funny? And do you got and do you have anything and, and do you have a goal? What are you trying to get accomplished? What are your goals? Amen. There should be some things that we unify on. All right? Are you get what I'm saying? What I'm trying to teach us today is, ladies and gentlemen, that there's an origin to how all of this begins, and it's really shown through the Trinity. It's through the God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Three are one. And they walk in this unity with one another. And we ought to walk in this same unity. You get what I'm saying? With one another. And the problem is, is that how can we walk in this unity unless we're coming together and understanding that unity and this love go hand in hand? Some of our families are, are, are not unified because a, a lot of stuff came in the way. People's pride, lack of humility, all of this stuff is in the way. Trauma stuff in the way and there's no unity and it's love lacking. 
Why? Because people can't humble themselves. Some people, a simple saying I was wrong would change, to, to, to change a lot for a lot of families. Why? Because that's all they needed. But because people are still stuck in their ways, they don't want to do that. Some marriages fail because people are so stuck in their ways that just saying I'm sorry would go a long way. And actually showing and demonstrating that you're actually sorry. Not just saying it with your mouth. The unity that the Trinity has is not by word alone, it's by deed. It's by action. It's not word alone. It's also by deed. It's not, don't just talk to me nice. Do what you're talking nice about. Or don't do it at all. Because all it is is empty promises. There's integrity that is between these, the Trinity that is trying to be taught to us. And in this relationship playbook, I'm going to go, we're going to go deeper. This is just me giving you the little, you know, foundation of how everything's going to go. But what I'm telling you now is when we go deeper, you need to really evaluate some things. You need to evaluate who you're around, what is going on, what the roles that you got certain people playing in your life who shouldn't even be playing a role. Get what I'm saying? Why? Why? Why is there some this 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 no genuine love here? It's almost like I only the people that hang around you are only there because of the stuff you do, not because of who you are. Let me tell you something. A lot of people like what you do. That they don't mean that. That doesn't necessarily mean they like you. A lot of people you got friends with right now, they don't really like you. It's just they do like what you do. The moment you stop doing what you do or you say no one time, it's almost like you never said yes. Because they never liked you. They liked what you did for them. They liked who you were for them. Other than that, that's why they'll try to find another you in somebody else. That's why I tell you, you gotta be careful who you're giving yourself to. Why? Because you're giving of yourself for people who are not, the people are not, are not, uh, there, there's a uh, reciprocity that the unit that the, that the Trinity has for one another that we should be seeing in our relationships. And why are we not seeing them? Because again, you're in the wrong community. In the wrong community. You need to evaluate that. Why? Because you want to be around people that genuinely are doing stuff together. Not that you, well, it's not that you're trying to be the same or all of that stuff. No, you want to be around like-minded folk. Like-minded does not mean we agree on every every topic there is on everything. No, I just need to be around somebody who's like-minded like me that wants to go somewhere. Wants to be serious about their walk with Christ. Want to be serious about really trying to do good for their families and really trying to do, like, really, really want to have some real community. You know what I'm saying? Somebody you can entrust secrets to and not worry about it getting out nowhere. Come on, everyone needs a friend that go to the grave. Amen. To the grave. I'm telling you, take it down with you. All right. I'll see you in the by in the by. <laughs> when the morning comes. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just saying. How do you need that to the grave? You got mine? Okay, I got yours. Amen. Now, it's not saying that you don't hold a person accountable here. 
but take it with you. Don't bring it up. Let it die along with you. But you're living in eternity, and hopefully you're on your way to heaven. <laughs> I'm just saying. We as believers, we got to get better, man, because our relationships are not looking like God. It's looking like the world. It is not cool. It's not good, man. Our friendships should be a lot more healthier than what they are. You know the crazy thing somebody told me yesterday? He said, Pastor Brandon, you know the statistic among people 35 and under are having more heart attacks and more stress than anything ever before. I said, wow, I wonder why that is. Because people are not doing relationships well. There's an unhealthy way that people are seeing things. We're letting social media determine how you ought to run your business, how you ought to go about things. What I'm trying to do is take that off of there and point it on God. That's why I opened up like this. I got a playbook for singles coming too and, and all of that. But listen, you have to understand that relationships ain't nothing new. It started in eternity and God is letting us in on how it should be. By that's why he put it on the earth. This is the crazy thing that I saw in scripture. How is it that God says that a man will leave their 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 uh their fam their father and their mother, and cleave to their wife and a woman would you know he said cleave leave their mother and father and cleave to um to to their husband. Guess what? Family didn't even exist there. Adam and Eve didn't have a parent. But God already instituted what marriage is going to look like. It's two people joining together, leaving homes, and starting their own. Are you getting what I'm saying? You see how eternity has pictured all of this. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's more, it's bigger than you just, oh, my little feelings, you know what I'm saying? You give me butterflies inside, inside. That's my song, though, right? <laughs> it's more than that. Come on in here. That's what we got to understand, man. This is a relationship playbook. There was a start. You get what I'm saying? God is the originator of it. The, the origin of love is not what man says love is. It's a tainted love. The origin of love starts with God, that the fact that God is Love, love exists between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? And this is how love should exist between me and you, just platonic, and also real unconditioned love in those who are pursuing intimate relationships. You, know, you get what I'm saying? Number one, you have to understand you need community. Number two, you understand that you got to know the role. Number three, you got to understand the Trinity teaches us that unity and love go together. It goes together. Stand to your feet. Relationship Playbook, Episode One, Part One. Hallelujah. <laughs> now I'm gonna tell y'all, you better bring a friend because next week I'm gonna listen. I was chill this time. Next week, uh, I come in for heads. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no it's all loving it's all love it's all love listen if you're not saved I give you Jesus today 
I'm telling you, he's the originator of love. And I want you to know this loving God who wanted to, who loved you so much that he gave his own life that you don't have to no longer live in this tainted view of love so that you can experience this real, genuine, unconditional love, no strings attached. Hallelujah. He died that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And if that's you and you need to give your life to Christ, the opportunity is here. You don't have to do anything else but believe, to believe that Jesus is Lord and that he died on the cross, that he was buried and he rose again. And he ascended to the right hand of the Father and make him the Lord over your life. You say, hey, Pastor Brandon, I'm gonna rededicate my life to Christ. You can do that as well. It's not that God changed in the relationship you did. God is still there with open arms, ready to receive you. Don't listen to the lie of the enemy saying that God will not receive you because he will. He's your father and he wants you to come on home in Jesus name. There's a person who say, hey, I want to make TCF. I want to partner with TCF. I will want to make Transformation Christian Fellowship my church home. You can do that as well. I would love to be your pastor. Hopefully my, I didn't scare you away today. Amen. <laughs> I would love to serve you. I love doing life with our people here. Amen. And we would love to serve you. But for those of, I'm more concerned about you joining Jesus than you joining the church because you can join the church and still go straight to hell. You need to know who Jesus is. You need to know who he is. Amen. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, those of you who are in the person, in, in person, those of you who are watching online, uh, I want us to all repeat, repeat this prayer together so no one feels left out. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a savior. I ask you right now to come into my heart. I believe that you died on the cross, that you were buried and that you rose again and that you ascended to the right hand of the Father just for me. I don't want to go another day without making you the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Listen, if you made that decision, file out the connection card that's in front of you or raise your hand and we'll tell you the way of salvation. If you gave your life to Christ online, text the number uh, uh, to 9400 that's on the screen and we'll thank God. Come on, if you're glad about it, come on, put your hands together and give God a great praise right there. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you would subscribe so you can continue to be empowered by the latest message. For more information about Transformation Christian Fellowship or Pastor Brandon Hill, visit our website, transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to the number 94000 or visit our website. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.